0: Welcome to Trivially Crucial, where we believe that every above-average male, makeover montage, odd odd take on Greek mythology, and Amazonian princess is important and critical to our lives, no matter how unimportant the story may seem. I'm Mandy. And I'm Michael. And today we're talking about Wonder Woman.
1: Yay! Uh, yeah, uh, you just saw it a few hours ago, I saw yes. it last night, this is the weekend it came out, and I'm going to post it this weekend, so this is one of those very rare occasions where we're very very timely with a uh, with a podcast episode
0: we have to be it's wonder woman
1: yeah it's wonder woman it's significant for a bunch of different reasons uh so as such though because it's so timely many people may still be on the fence about whether or not they're going to see it and that means that Mandy you and I should non spoiler talk people into seeing it and like just general overall non spoiler thoughts
0: i feel like first then we'll go spoiler
1: yes yeah we'll definitely get into spoiler territory afterwards but we'll give you fair warning So if you're on the fence and have not seen it yet, you're in safe territory right now. Um, Mandy, why don't you start with general thoughts and whatever you feel like is non-spoiler safe zone.
0: I thought this movie was so good. I almost cried three times. And at least one of those was because I was just so happy (laughs) that they had made such a great Wonder Woman movie. Um, You know, I I didn't get bored during it. Uh, It was long. I had to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie, which is not preferable. But <laughs> uh, it, it was just, it was so great. Uh, my nitpicks are little and few, and I thought they did a fantastic job with Wonder Woman, with an action movie. And uh, uh, you can directly compare it to Captain America the First Avenger, and I feel like it did better than Captain America the First Avenger with what it was trying to do. So there you have it. Mandy said it Wonder Woman's better than Captain America boom cool so
1: (laughs) i have uh i have had longer than you to kind of piece together some what i thought my non-spoiler thoughts would be so i have quite a few so first off i'll go ahead and start with i liked it uh i also realized that uh some people i know have already texted me to ask what i think and they've said they've seen mixed reviews and the truth is i've seen mixed reviews too i personally don't necessarily think the movie is as great as other a lot of other people do but but I think it's better than most recent comic book movies. I think it's really enjoyable. I think it does justice to the character, and this is the Wonder Woman we wanted. It is necessary to say that this works as a standalone movie or as the beginning of a film universe. You are missing nothing if you neither like or know anything about the rest of the DC film universe.
0: That's true. My husband has not seen Batman vs Superman. You have not seen Batman vs Superman, and uh, yet yeah. you both saw the movie and liked it. Yes. Um. And they, as far from my perspective, I mean, there is really only
1: some connecting tissue that is obvious at the beginning and end. And if this were the first film in this film universe, it almost feels like it's introducing a film universe that's worthy of this film. But unfortunately the film universe isn't. Um, (laughs) So there's that Uh, Gal Gadot does an amazing job as wonder woman. Um, I firmly think that this film is the model they should have followed for the Superman film. They made uh, man of steel for a while ago. uh, And they didn't. As such, her Wonder Woman is the best film Superman we've seen in a long time, <laughs> for what that's worth. Um, and I feel like, you know, people who know me understand what I mean by that.
0: Yeah, she's she's still Wonder Woman. It's just that they allowed Wonder Woman to be Wonder Woman, whereas they have not allowed Superman to be Superman.
1: Exactly. Chris Pine is, uh, is a good Steve Trevor. He's not, you can run into weird territory with his character, I feel like, uh, in terms of how a guy from his era would react to a character like Wonder Woman. And I think they did a good job with that. Um, So all of that really positive things to say Um, from my perspective, it's a good to great film, not an amazing one, but, uh, and, and so from my perspective and what I imagine many criticisms of people who are, who will start nitpicking immediately on this film and start, uh, knocking like knocking it for various criticisms, you know, people might say that it's graded on a curve, and I would probably agree with that, but everything is graded on a curve, because we all have our own perspectives when we're bringing them to movies But
0: I'll say, I I graded it on the curve of Marvel movies, so I compared it to other good movies, not DC movies because on DC movies, it just blows it blows right. the last two out of the water, completely So I think, in the Marvel movies, it's in the top it's in the top five, it's not the, it's not the Winter Soldier it's not like right. you can't expect it to be. But it is certainly better than most Marvel movies out there. Uh, yeah. And, and it did justice. And uh, they were true to the character. And for once, DC let a character just be good.
1: Right. And that's exactly it. So when I, before I said, like, it's better than most recent comic book movies. And I believe that, like, it is definitely a good movie in its own right. Um, I don't think it's one of the best ever. But at the same time, and I've seen lots of people say that. But I also understand that, like, you earn points for ambition. You earn points for being a landmark, you know? And this is both of those. It's an ambitious film and it's a landmark. Like, in a perfect world, uh, or in a, in a world where this were the, you know, 17th female uh, star starring superhero movie, and we'd had bad ones and we'd had great ones, then nitpicking and knocking points for nitpicks would be a lot more fair. But we don't live in that world, so that's not reasonable.
0: Well, I think, you know, it, you know I, I think it is reasonable to knock things for nitpicks. I mean, I'm comparing it to things I have nitpicked and I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I thought this movie was wonderful. Like, uh, you know, is it the Winter Soldier? No. But do you know what is the Winter Soldier? Nothing. It is easily better than Thor, Thor 2, Age of Ultron, The Avengers, uh, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy, I I would say it's better than all those movies. Uh, It's not better than Iron Man. It's just not. It's not better than The Winter Soldier. Um, It's, uh, you you know, but uh, I would say it's better than Civil War. Um, So do with that what you will. Like, I think this movie was great. My nitpicks are very few. They are very few. And they're very nitpicky. And they mostly have to do with Zack Snyder, his influences on this film. Uh
1: Yeah. Well, well, so to be fair, Mandy, like... I'm not addressing you when I'm saying this. Like, I, I'm addressing...
0: I, I know. I just... I just...
1: I'm trying to... I'm, like, preempting what I've seen for... Uh, preempting what I think people will see and addressing what I... So, like, you know, you and I both follow a lot of... A lot of women who are very happy about this movie. I'm very happy about it. I'm not a woman. So, it like, I don't have the same emotional, like, connection to it. And I... There's... I have zero criticism for how much people love this movie. Right? Um, And I think that, that like, what I'm anticipating is a lot of people who are, um let's say, not empathetic to how much this means to women well, who love superheroes what i'm
0: saying is regardless of how much it means it is objectively a good movie like i mean i'll have to see it like three more times yes yeah yeah, yeah i agree but uh you know I-, I can't nitpick it to the level i can nitpick thor because i haven't seen it countless times like i've seen thor so many times i could quote thor at you right oh yeah yeah uh but it is easily better than Thor. It is a better Thor movie than Thor is a Thor movie because Wonder Woman is Thor, but that's neither here nor there. Uh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm more addressing the other side, the people who are gonna go straight to the nitpicks because they feel like it's getting undue praise. Is that that's that's more what I'm connected to.
0: I, I just feel like the praise is not undue. And so I just wanna be clear. I am not grading this on a curve. Like I if 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 anything I, I'm grading it against the other Marvel movies. Well, this isn't even a Marvel movie. If I was grading it on the curve of DC movies, this movie gets an A plus, and everything else gets an F. Like not everything. The recent, the Zack Snyderverse. I really like Batman because so you know.
1: But. I also am not saying it's getting undue praise. So uh, to like set back on a more meta level, think about the, when uh, we talk about say Luke Cage. I know and have a lot of black friends who that is their favorite. Like, they love that. Like, to them, like, when they saw it, they are like, this is the best thing Marvel has put out. And it's not a... They're not talking about, like, sheer film quality, right? But they're talking about, like, hey, there is something this is doing that the others aren't, you know? The same way that, uh, because, like, and it's important, and it does an important thing, right? They are not wrong to praise it that way, right? Uh, the same way that people are not wrong to praise Wonder Woman in this case. I'm more, like, and again, I... I don't think any of the praise it gets is overdone. It's more a matter of I can absolutely see people arguing that it is. And the whole point of this is saying that if you get overly focused on the criticisms and nitpicks and feel like people are wrong to lo- love this movie as much as they do, you're kind of perpetuating the problem that this is, movie is like the first and hopefully many steps to fixing. Right. Is that
0: I, I guess so. But I just keep going back to your point like that this is a better Superman movie than any Superman movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, well, but all the, the, the Superman movies have been
0: bad. Right. This is, this is a better Thor movie than any Thor movie. And I love Thor. So I love Thor. Uh, you know, this, this is a better Captain America, the first Avenger than Captain America, the first Avenger is uh it, it just is like you can directly compare it to all of those things superman captain america and thor cuz wonder woman has direct corollaries to all three of those characters uh yes. and this is just a better movie than those objectively like i mean I, I i have already today ranted about not on this podcast obviously but uh just the commando sequences in this movie alone compared to the commando sequences in the first yeah. avenger and how much better they are uh you know
1: and that's it, like i i think we agree on this completely like I'm going to have, you and I are both going to nitpick this a lot, um, because I have plenty of nitpicks, and I just want to really emphasize that these nitpicks do not change that this is a really good movie that's worthy of, of the praise it's getting. That That's really all I'm getting at. I'm just trying to like head off people, because in many cases where a, where a woman is highlighted, the same exact criticisms get taken to another level for some reason. Like People say, for whatever reason, take the same exact criticisms, or lesser criticisms that are just as uh uh, as like say politicians or something like that if it's true of a woman they'll they'll somehow diminish the value of the one that like related to the woman much more than they would use the same thing in uh other contexts as a criticism so all to be said i agree with you mandy i think this is better just across the board than a lot of these other movies for those same things like it does the same things but better and when we nitpick them, we're going to acknowledge those criticisms, but it's still really like those things do not make it bad. Like those things are just the criticisms the same way they are for everything else, which is not a thing. Like, it's weird, of course, because it sounds like I'm arguing with you, but I'm not because like you and I are on sort of the same side of this. And I'm just trying to address weird, weird criticisms that i I know other people are making and have made and that people are going to hear from others. So,
0: I mean, I guess I just want to be clear. I didn't grade this on a curve. Like, you know, I have no loyalty to the DC universe <laughs> and if this had been bad, burn it all down, you know, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't, uh, and I wasn't, you know, until the advanced reviews started coming in, I, I wasn't even sure. Like, there's a reason why I, I saw this movie today and not Thursday. Uh, it's cause I didn't buy my ticket in time because I wasn't that anticipating it because i thought it was going to be terrible because it was dc not because it was a female-led movie uh and you know when the tickets first went on sale and i was like do i like ask my husband if he wanted to go he didn't know uh and then the advance reviews started coming in and it was good and by that time all the thursday night tickets were gone we had to come we went to a saturday 9 a.m showing <laughs> so uh y- you know i i'm grading this Am I grading this on a curve? Sure. The same curve I grade all Marvel movies, which is I'm not comparing them mostly to, you know, Academy Award winners, I guess. Though I would say the Winter Soldier is worthy of an Academy Award, but whatever. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And
1: like, I I would say I'm always grading things on some kind of curve as well, whether I'm aware of it or not. But I'm, I'm more talking about how people who don't sit here and have podcasts and think about critically about every single superhero movie we watch. There's going to be some other life
0: baggage or life things that account into. Right. If you're nitpicking this movie more than you're nitpicking any other movie, that's a superhero movie. You have to ask yourself why. Right? Exactly. That's God. that's it. Yeah. Is it because you're a super fan? Because we do that, right? Like when there's something right. you're more of a fan of than anything else, sometimes you nitpick it more, right? Like I mean, I see that with Star Wars, right? I'm more nitpicky of The Force Awakens and Rogue One than I am of the original, right? Because I'm a super fan. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I I get that. But if it's not because you're a super fan, you know, maybe take a step back and be like, wait, why am I nitpicking this to a level I've never nitpicked uh, Thor?
1: Right, exactly. Like, think about how this actually compares to some of the other superhero movies that you undoubtedly do kind of give a pass on certain things and make sure you're giving this a pass on the same things at least
0: right it's like every once in a while you see those reviewers who for some reason get roped into reviewing a superhero movie but you can tell from their reviews they really don't like superhero movies and they're like i just couldn't stretch my suspension of disbelief that there's an island of only women and you're like okay it's a superhero movie (laughs) Like, yes. clearly you are not capable of suspending your disbelief for fantasy movies, and that's okay, but you don't have the non-fantasy, you don't have the person who hates fantasy and can't stretch their disbelief of fantasy review Lord of the Rings, right? It just, you can't do right. that. If you're going to go into that movie with, like, elves aren't real, this whole movie sucks, like, what What can you do? That, yeah. <laughs> there, there's no way the movie can get over that, so, you know. And, and I think reviewers have to watch out for that sometimes because I've read reviews, not just of this movie, because um, I haven't read any reviews of this movie, frankly, other than like tweets. Because you haven't really had time. <laughs> I haven't had time and I've been avoiding them. But uh, I, wa- I wanted my thoughts on this podcast to be my own is what it is. But uh, I have read reviews where like I-, I read like a Deadpool review where the person got to the end of the review and they were like, what I learned from this is that I really just don't like Deadpool. <laughs> You know, and it's like, yeah, so if you don't like Deadpool, you're going to think Deadpool is an awful movie. You know, like that's that's just the way it is.
1: I still haven't seen that movie, but I feel like that's how I'm going to feel about it, because I've never seen uh, any Deadpool media I like. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um, uh, So summary of this before we get into spoilers is please go see this movie, not because it is the first significant female superhero film ever, but because it's a good superhero film and also the first significant female superhero film and that's really worth supporting but yes definitely it is worth your money like you're not wasting the money your money if you go go see this on a purely on some kind of token like token support for a for something starring a woman that's not good and is like no no this is definitely a good film you should watch it um and I only wish that the rest of the DC universe was constructed like this. Maybe we should have female directors do all of the DC movies. I would be totally cool with that.
0: I, I will just kind of sit back and chuckle if uh, this movie and Batgirl are the only DC movies that do well and the rest of them just are awful. And I'll just be like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, at <laughs> uh, least but... I would love if they're both the only ones that do well uh, critically, you right.
0: know, right? Well, they're all yeah, because they're, they're all going to do well at the box office, you know, that
1: there's a certain minimum amount, like just sheer marketing can, can do like, a lot for
0: the attack of the clones did well at the box office. Yeah. The freaking attack of the clones. And it's because at some point, if you put a label like Star Wars or DC and Marvel on a movie, it's just going to do well. <laughs> like, you know, people are just going to go see it. So like financially, it's going to do well. So yes. yeah, I anticipate Justice League will financially do well. Whether it is good remains to be seen. But this one is good and I hope it does financially well and I hope uh DC learns a lesson that you don't I you know I just I watched this movie and I was like why didn't they do Superman like this why did Superman have to be dark and edgy you know like I I feel like this movie just showed that that Wonder Woman can be in a complicated dark world right because World War One is a dark time uh but that doesn't have to make her dark
1: exactly It's the same thing with Superman. You can make the world
0: complicated. You you can make
1: people complicated. Superman is not complicated. (laughs) Like, you get the complications externally of these heroes. Like, DC doesn't seem to understand, or DC's film branch doesn't seem to understand that the beauty of DC characters is they're not complicated. You know, like even Batman with his weird, like gray morality line is not a complicated character.
0: They're archetypes. And, and and I would argue, and I have uh, that what the DC movies, all of them, not just these have done to Batman is uh, isolated him from part of what makes Batman, Batman, which is his family. Uh, Yes. You know, Batman without Robin is not Batman. I'm sorry. Like, Batman was invented with Robin, and that's an integral part of Batman, that he sees the darkness in the world, he's fighting the darkness in the world, and somewhat he is dark, but he's still trying to impart, like, hope, you know, to the next generation, or prepare them, or just, like, replace the void in his life with children, Uh, and I, I could rant about this, and I'm not going to, but... Uh, I I feel like Wonder Woman did a really good job of just being Wonder Woman, regardless of the setting, regardless of the nitpicks. This is Wonder Woman. This is Diana. Like, this is her.
1: Yeah. And it's, again, like you said, the superhero, the DC superheroes are, they are and are supposed to be archetypes. And the big thing with them is that people who are their critics in universe will argue that they are products of particular problems and therefore perpetuate them but the val- the like the real thing when you get these characters right, it is very clear that they are solving the problems that created them right like that that's what they do well in the end because they are pretty clear cut if you do them really well, and they have not embraced them until this film. so I am very glad that they did it with Wonder Woman instead of just having her be another one of their failed attempts at getting the characters right. um I am a little bit bummed that it had to be in this universe because you just it's too late to build a quality universe on her. Um, it, I mean, it's just, you can't salvage the
0: rest because they've already gotten Batman and Superman wrong. I don't, I don't know if it is too late. I, uh, I mean, the thing is, is I have no hope for justice league, but it, and maybe this is just the hopeful person in me who, you know, still went into, uh, episode three of star Wars thinking it's not too late, <laughs> but you know, it's never too late. Uh, if every movie going forward from this point on was great, we would just look at the first two movies, kind of like how we look at seasons one and two of Star Trek The Next Generation, which I know means nothing to you, Michael, because you've not seen Star Trek. <laughs> but Star Trek The Next Generation, seasons one and two, uh, with accepting some specific episodes, is terrible. It's terrible. Uh, yet Star Trek The Next Generation is remembered as a good show. Uh, and so. How many seasons is it? Seven. Okay. Uh, 7 I feel like that's right. I feel like it's 7. Um so, you know, movies have an opportunity to do that, right? If you have 10 movies and the first two are terrible. Uh you look, I mean, look at the Marvel universe, right? Iron Man is good. The Incredible Hulk is bad. Iron Man 2, I like Iron Man 2, but I like Shield. It's a wobbly movie. <laughs> you know, uh so out of their first 3, one was objectively good, one was mediocre, one was terrible. Uh, so I, I don't think it's too late and, uh, I, I just feel like they're not, you know, cause I guess, I, uh, can I do spoilers for Batman versus Superman? Uh, uh no ish. I mean, I know them, Batman though. versus Superman gives you an opportunity to reboot Superman, um, at okay. the end. Uh, Batman I think it even gives you a chance to reboot Batman in the sense that he learned a lesson by the end of that movie, I feel like.
1: so. I'll go ahead and say, I have not seen Batman vs. Superman. I know one big plot point regarding Superman in it, but I've known zero details around it. I just know the general, very abstract, like, two-word snippet of it that I'm not going to say in this. Um, But I find it, as someone who likes the purity of Superman, I find it very hard to believe that you can, in any way redeem the superman that was created in man of steel like i like not redeem him
0: i think you just have to pretend he doesn't exist you have to retcon it and any universe can do that like so but that's what i'm saying we can retcon it we can make it better like it can be better going forward and if i believed wonder woman was a sign for how the universe was going forward i would be optimistic but i don't believe wonder woman is because wonder woman has a different director uh it's a period piece um which gave them freedom uh and it's uh wonder woman uh and for whatever reason uh, be it because she's a woman they didn't feel the need to make her dark and gritty to make her interesting whereas for superman for whatever reason uh they thought that was necessary um so i don't think this is the writing on the wall for the universe don't i wish it were but, I, I wish it were know. i think it, i think it could be better Going forward, What I'm saying is if all the next movies were great, I would just pretend the first two don't exist. Um, but I, I just fear that's not the way it's going to be. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to we'll have to see, I guess.
1: I just don't see a way for them to make them great it is really it. Like, I feel like this movie, the fact that it's a period piece and takes place before the rest meant that they were mostly unencumbered and therefore free to make a great film but they've written themselves into corners with the other movies such that like they just they're shackled the universe is shackled like you can ignore things except that in order to do the ignoring that you would need to do to make things work a whole bunch of people need to act in nonsensical ways i feel like um given what has happened
0: well maybe then the most we can hope for is that like how Marvel has franchises within franchises, right? There's right. Captain America versus Iron Man, is that we'll have a good Wonder Woman franchise within this terrible, overarching franchise. Because I believe a Wonder Woman 2 is being talked about. Uh, so there's a possibility.
1: I can support that. Um, And that is one thing, honestly, like, let's say... Because let's say this gets critical acclaim and does really well financially and say Wonder Woman 2 does the same way, but for whatever reason, the rest of the universe just does not do well, like any of the big pieces do. I could see them killing off the universe as a whole, but maintaining, let's say hypothetically, just Batgirl and Wonder Woman do well critically. They could keep those going and just not connect them. And, you know, in the back of your mind, you know, they were connected by films, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, And then in the end, what happens is like, hey... We're giving up on this overall franchise, but by the time we get a new cross-franchise going, it will be, you know, we'll have kind of run the course of these, you know? Uh, and that would be fine for me. Like, let's say you get Wonder Woman 2, Wonder Woman 3, and then they're like, okay, now we're rebooting the whole universe. Like, you know, we'll start again, but that's, you know, seven, eight years from now. So, uh, and that would be fine for me.
0: Yeah. My understanding is Batgirl's not supposed to be in-universe anyway.
1: Oh, well, see, and that's great. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I would totally be fine with them essentially ending this universe, but continuing Wonder Woman for a little while, doing Batgirl not in universe, and then at some point it's like, hey, let's start again. Maybe uh, what's the na- director of the same? I really feel bad that I don't h- know her.
0: Hattie Jenkins. Yeah,
1: it's like, hey, let's give her a Superman movie and like and build the whole franchise on on that movie because she understands how to write a superhero, unlike the rest of the people we're throwing these DC movies at. We are now going to get into spoiler territories and really talk about the movie itself. Please, please, please go watch the movie before you listen to any more of this. Um, All right, Mandy, let's go. <laughs> what um, do you want to talk about first?
0: I, uh, I guess let, let's talk about the origins of Wonder Woman uh, in the movie. So okay. there's like two stories in the movie, right, of where she comes from. And, and I guess uh, it was interesting because one's very clearly the original Wonder Woman story and one's the new 52 one. And so it was interesting to see them blend them, because I didn't expect that. Uh, that y- There's a story of what Wonder Woman's mother has told her, which is that she was created from clay. Uh, and then there's the story of what is, which she is Zeus's daughter. Um, and uh, I'm not really sure why uh, they decided to go with... Um, I- I'm not sure why they made the decisions she made i I don't understand why she couldn't have been the god killer without uh uh having been born from Zeus like Zeus can make gods without uh procreating <laughs> right right that's where Athena comes from right She just comes from his head uh so so i I don't know why they they felt that need to to do the new fifty two um uh so i i just i i don't know if that's really a criticism that's just something i'm like i don't know why they felt to go this way uh why they felt it was important to connect diana to a man
1: yeah i i don't get it either um i mean if anything it leads to it it not leads to but it blends with the the really funny line that uh that wonder woman gave which is that uh she you know the conclusion after her reading, like, the books of pleasure or whatever was that uh, men are necessary for procreation but unnecessary for pleasure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, maybe it's that kind of thing. They're just like, like hey, yeah, uh, our society thinks of men as good for procreation and nothing else, and that includes the gods.
0: But I guess I just don't understand why they couldn't tell. Like, either way, Zeus is kind of her father. Right? Yeah,
1: like, I'm completely with you on this. I don't understand why.
0: So why did they hide it from her, you know? I I just don't understand the necessity of, like, she could have been a god either way, so why was this information we need to hide? I don't know. (laughs) I, I feel like
1: it really blends down to, they were trying to come up with why Ares is significant in this and why there aren't other gods around, so it's almost like we need to come up with some plausible reason for this whole Greek mythology thing and why Ares is the only one.
0: But they still could have told the story. Why. It could still directly relate, uh, even if she was made of clay. Like, because I, I, Wh- uh, her maybe, mother told yeah. her the story in the context of her being made from clay. So, and she could have still been the god killer if she was made from clay. Because once again, Zeus has made creatures without procreating. He's also made creatures by procreating, but I feel like the difference, and maybe I know too much about Greek mythology. I, I don't know. Is that uh, usually when he pro- procreates with mortals and for whatever, you know, the Amazons are not gods, right? So there's right. some level of mortals. Usually the child is only a demigod. Uh, so they're more of a hero, less of a god. So, but if he had created her from clay, it'd almost be more believable that she's a god. Yeah. Because uh, then she'd be like Athena, right?
1: So yeah, I, I- I'm with you. I, it's really weird. I don't know why they bothered to throw in the New 52 thing. Maybe it was really just to throw in a bone for New 52 fans. Like
0: I, I'm not I, sure it really makes a difference. I, I just don't understand why they had to have these two different stories and why they thought it was like this big reveal that she her mom. I, I don't know. It's a big reveal that her mom had sex. I, I'm not sure. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know.
1: I'm with you. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't really detract from the movie either. It's no. just kind of a like, why'd you do it this way? I don't understand. Like, I don't see what purpose it serves. Right. Um. Yeah. Cool. Well, I- I'm with you on that. Um. Uh, going from that origin story, I mean, I guess going from that, there is of course the sort of how the whole thing gets started is that Steve Trevor re- literally just bumbles onto the island.
0: He doesn't bumble onto the island. He crash lands onto the island. That's slightly a different connotation. <laughs> well, it,
1: it's but though it's it's essentially total coincidence that the island's in the way. Yes, which is you know I forget whether or not this happens previously in other comics. It's an amazing coincidence, but uh, no, it, you it, know it
0: is funny because he comes in on a German plane and in a German uniform. And I remember I was sitting in the theater like, and I, I couldn't put it together that that was the German outfits. I was just like. That's not what the British or Americans wore. <laughs>
1: like Yeah, that looks very odd to me. I, I agree. I, I thought the same thing, but I couldn't figure it out. And I actually like the way they explain that to us, you know? Yeah. Like they sure. literally they go and the whole thing, like I'm kinda of scratching my head, put it out of my mind, and then when the uh the Amazons like when they go after him, right?
0: Right. They're like, You're you're in the same colors as them, so how are you not on their side? Yeah. And he's Damn. like, Oh, I can't yeah, and then it comes that. out,
1: oh, yeah, I can't tell you that, except that you can make me. And uh, <laughs> uh, and then it's like, oh, oh, I'm a spy. It's like, oh, that makes sense now. Okay, got it. <laughs> like, uh, So that was a really, to me, a good way. And it's actually a thing I think that they did really well in this film in general, is the way they did, when they needed exposition to explain something, they like had a reason for in-world explanation, um, which is just a thing I think the film did in general uh, reasonably well, so... Uh, yeah yeah,
0: uh, and can we talk about Amazon Island for a little bit?
1: yes uh, yeah, let's do it.
0: island I guess uh, Th- the-, the mascara yes, uh, it's beautiful. I want to visit there, uh and i just I, I just, just love- want the glowy pools yeah <laughs> i I just loved all the sequences of the women training and fighting uh and then um seeing uh Robin Wright play uh a general, you know, it's been such a long time since the Princess Bride. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, she's come a long
1: way. Can I confess I don't know who Robin Wright is? I've seen the Princess Bride, like, once. She is the
0: Princess Bride. Oh,
1: okay, that's cool. All right.
0: So, yeah, um, I I just really like the island and how diverse it was. Um, you know, it wasn't just all white women, and, uh, you know, there may be some people who try to call foul, but there really should be no reason, because Greece was aware of Africa and had, uh, trade and, uh... Uh, relationships with Carthage uh, and Egypt. So uh, it made complete sense to me that you would have this diverse group of women uh, uh, fighting and teaching each other. Uh, And then of course there's the issue of uh, Wonder Woman's mother doesn't want her to be trained.
1: A couple of things there. One, I totally agree with you on the diversity thing like that popped into my head. Like this is done so well. Like, like the only reason I am batting an eye on it is because I'm noticing that, hey, this is done so much better than it is everywhere else, right? Right. Like, like otherwise there's no reason for me to even think about it. Um, and I don't know, start, like side side thing, uh, the most recent season of, or the, I guess the current season of Doctor Who for anybody who has not been watching, and I don't think you're up to date on it, Mandy. No, I'm not. Um, it has actually done a pretty good job of this too, like in period stuff. So not really, but it's a thing I've been noticing lately is like, hey, it is totally possible to insert diversity where historically, if you were doing the same exact period piece, you wouldn't, and it to not be weird because right. it shouldn't be weird
0: i mean even look at his commandos right uh, and this is skipping forward a little bit but uh uh the the team that Steve Trevor puts together uh there's a uh uh a gentleman who who looks arabic uh he he wears a fez at one point, so
1: I want to say he's he's probably moroccan but yeah. i'm I'm just thinking in terms of his, uh, well, yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like he looks Moroccan to me, but maybe just that, in terms of same skin tone. That's
0: conclusion husband. like we came to just because uh, the clues I think they were trying to give. But then of right. course later he uses people's own like um, racism against them, right? When he pretends to be Indian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and because they don't know the difference. Right. Uh, and, and then you, we also have a uh, native American. Uh and while I don't think there were a lot of Native Americans in World War One, but he wasn't, this guy was not there fighting on either side, right? He's just like an expat in Europe. So, uh, who's uh, playing both sides off each other, frankly. Uh, <laughs> and, but they both bit seamlessly into the team. And here we had this diverse team, right? Yeah. Um,
1: and it's not over, it's not in any way overall. Like they, you use that to inform, I mean, A, to like represent the world reasonably accurately and b to also show the world off and sort of start explaining the world to diana who has not been a part of the world
0: i that's why i actually feel that the native american presence was really necessary for that right yeah it pointed to the fact that steve is not his people are not blameless they're not this perfect pure people she's looking for right because when she's like who did that to your people you know uh when he was describing the atrocities uh he was basically like steve's people you know yeah i uh, and wonder woman that's kind of the first time she's like wait a minute maybe we're not the good guys uh and that's what leads her on this journey that you know she has at the end with aries right the, the whole conversation uh and her realization that maybe men aren't good but maybe they are maybe they're both yeah right And that is a
1: just a fantastic thing that this movie does so well it's it's really that the concept of free will and that like hey Good and evil are our own doing, regardless of whose upbringing or whose influence we have. Like it is our own decision, and those are all products of men, right? Uh, and it's a thing that Steve himself is much more aware of than my understanding is. Most people actually were who were soldiers in that era, right? Like that conversation comes to a head at one point when he's talking to. us, like, "Yeah, like we're maybe we're like maybe I'm to blame too." but that's not the point right now. (laughs) Like the point is innocent people are going to die and that's what I'm fighting against.
0: Well, my my understanding of the study of world war one I've done is that by the end of it, or from their experience in it, many soldiers were disillusioned at the beginning. The soldiers were very, uh, um, patriotic and we are pure and good and right. But, uh, a lot of world war one soldiers felt betrayed by their own countries. Uh, so if you read poetry from world war one soldiers who were in the trenches, it is not, uh, uplifting because <laughs> uh, uh, they felt like pawns, the soldiers, right? And they felt betrayed by their own generals, uh, which we even see a little bit of in this movie, right? When you have the general who basically says that's what soldiers are for, right? To die. Uh, and of course, Diana is furious. <laughs> but uh, I, I think they uh, did a good job of touching um, some parts of World War One. Obviously, they didn't explore it deeply, but if, you know, anyone watching it doesn't know a lot about world war one. They might go and study it more now because of this, because they're like, well, people really like that, you know? Uh, so,
1: but in the end it uses world war one and, you know, the idea of Aries speaking into, and, and like Diana's naivete around or naivete, however you say that word, <laughs> um, <laughs> around, uh, around just the nature of people and how they get inspired. Like, you know, it, the, it really is just comes down to, I mean, we see this in the real world now, like, people can do good and bad and sometimes it has to do with who their leadership is uh, and like what they get pushed into and who is speaking in their ear but you know decisions are still their own and it's just i don't know i really like how well that thread is it doesn't beat you he- over the head but it's not sneaky about it either it just feels very natural
0: and and honestly i think uh world war 1 was the perfect setting i know there was some you know incredulity uh when it was released that it'd be world war one and not world war two right because wonder woman uh was in world war (laughs) two uh that's you know around the time she was invented etc etc uh so uh people are like why would they set this in world war one and not in world war two well World War
1: probably because captain america movies were in world war two and
0: no well no i think you couldn't have learned the same lesson because in world war two very people are very much like the nazis are evil in yeah. World War One, you know, it, 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 if this movie was in World War Two, Ares would have to be either Hitler or someone on Hitler's staff. There is literally no other way it could go. But in World War One, you can have it be a British man because, yes, the Germans started the war, but uh, it, it's kind of like every everyone was good and bad, right? There was no- everyone was doing
1: it for selfish reasons. It right. wasn't like a Nobody was actually out there to protect other people. Right. right? There,
0: there's no altruism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's no, this group is very evil and we must save the world from this very evil group. Uh, did each side committed atrocities? Uh, and um, in World War II, we wouldn't have gotten that same message. In World War II, Diana would have got some men are evil and some men are good. In World War One, you get all men are evil and all men are good. They have to make the choice between the two. And, uh, you know, men can do good and bad things, right? I mean, they spare some of the Germans in the end, right? You don't spare Nazis at the end of a World War II movie, but you can spare Germans at the end of a World War I movie, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, so I think it could only have been World War I, uh, that they could tell this kind of story.
1: Yeah. Um. So I don't know, like, I'm, it's difficult to think because we haven't had time to really spend time thinking about this movie. I don't know the best what the best thing is for us to talk about next on this. Like we've talked about the Island, the general world war one theme. Um, and
0: how do you feel about Steve?
1: Uh, I like him a lot. Uh, very likable guy. Uh, I, he, I like how, you know, initially, of course he falls into the default, you know, thinking of men protecting women, but he adjusts really quickly uh, to his credit.
0: Well, he also sees all the Amazons like fight as soon as he gets there.
1: <laughs> yeah. But at the same, that still doesn't mean that I, you know, a lot of men at the time, fictional characters, real people, men now who would not take to that nearly as well as this character did. It did not feel like it was a character arc for him to come to terms with her being the better fighter than him. It's like, oh, okay, once he realized it, he realized it.
0: Well, I think he's a soldier of practicality, too. Right,
1: that's exactly it. Like, he's a practical person, and he realizes, well, look, she can do things I could never do. Okay, okay um there's a little bit of the hey it's too dangerous and you know and sh- uh, at one point and she's like what do you mean it's too dangerous and i he it's kind of like a thing he says without thinking about it because you know that's a thing he's been raised to do but it's not a it's not like this isn't are they don't hit you over the head with the fact that like hey this is who he is and he has a hard time letting a woman do anything like he and the others in the team are like, well, clearly she can take care of herself. But you, on the other hand, you know, we're afraid you'll get yourself
0: killed. And Right. There, there's moments where he tries to protect her from uh, the muggers with guns. Well, I guess they're not muggers, they're Germans. Uh, but uh, I feel like that also makes perfect sense within story because he saw guns take down her people and they didn't have any way to protect themselves from the guns. Right. Right? The guns just killed them. <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they still owned the. They, they totally pwned those Germans, right? But the people who got shot, they went down, right? They couldn't protect themselves from bullets. So her being. Because they had to adjust. They had never seen it.
1: They didn't know what it was, right? Yeah.
0: Right. So yeah. he had no idea that she'd be able to protect herself in that situation or that she was still wearing armor under her outfit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that so. was. And that's exactly it. And he adjusted immediately. And she's like, oh, or maybe not. Yeah. And that was it. And then like, she takes like, them
0: all down uh so
1: yeah and that in itself that scene I think is a perfect to me a depiction of how well they used Steve Trevor it's like he's making perfectly reasonable assumptions that happen to be wrong and once he's shown that they're wrong on he goes you know like and that's I think that's good like he doesn't ever diminish her you know um and that's that's great so I like him in that respect I also like that he's not the star clearly you know, like he is a character who's moving things around, but she is the star of the movie. Uh, and I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. But he also has his own story, which every good movie should give to the main love interest. Right. The love interest should Absolutely. not just be there to be eye candy, though. They do give us eye candy moments of Chris Pine, <laughs> which all the females in the audience, I'm sure, appreciated. Uh, or all all the male attracted people in the audience. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was gonna say you mean everyone attracted to men.
0: <laughs> uh, so I. um, because that's just the way it should be, right? That the guy should be able to do his thing. The girl should be able to do her thing and not just stand around um, waiting all the time, right? So yeah. while while Wonder Woman is fighting Ares, the commandos are actively doing things, right? Yeah. Um, which I uh, appreciated.
1: Uh, I also like very much that uh, there are, like, once he recognizes how capable she is, like there are times where it seems like he's just trying to get her... Keep her out of trouble, but that's not what he's doing. He's just realizing he has to be practical about how he does it. So, once he's made up his mind that he's going to take her to the front and he is, you know, lying to his superiors, like, he doesn't have the time to explain that to her. And they get into this argument and he's like, no, no, no. Does the whole like putting the lasso around himself and is like, I'm going to take you to the front. You know, we're like, going to die. He's made, that de- <laughs> like, he's made that decision on his own. And that's credit to him. She didn't have to bully him into it, which is not a. I don't hold it against media where that is the thing that happens, where the strong woman has to make the man understand that she is capable and that she he needs to enable her to do her thing. But I appreciate that he didn't need to be made to do that, you know, Um, because it it says like credits. His character is like, no, no, like they are wrong morally. We need to do this. You can do this. I'm going to take you there. I've already made up my mind. I just also happen to have tricked you at the same time I was tricking them into thinking we're not going to do it. Well, so. she, she's
0: never imagined lying to her superiors other than, you know, keeping the truth from them, right? She didn't. Yeah, yeah. She she would never go before her mom and say one thing and, and like, and testify, right? Differently yeah. than what she would do. She might lie to her mother, like, I'm going to go get trained. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think there's a, good correlation um between uh steve and diana and uh steve and peggy uh to bring all the steves in but Mm -hmm. uh in in these situations uh you know in this movie steve trevor is the peggy carter right uh and, and he plays the same role right he gets her into the situations where she shouldn't be uh uh and he's gonna get in trouble with his superiors for doing it uh and he's supportive while being his own character uh while you know also beating up guys in the background and uh i i like steve trevor for a lot of the same reasons i like peggy carter uh and captain america
1: <laughs> i oh well, i mean i completely agree like really if you want for whatever reason i'm rolling my eyes as i say this if you want to know how to draw, how to write a good supporting female character when you have a male star, look at how Steve Trevor, as a guy, was written in this, and write your female supporting character exactly the same way. Because it, like, the fact that he's a guy doesn't really play into it. It's like, look, he's his own character. who's doing his own thing. Who has his own principles. He also has his, you know, his love interest is the main character who is more capable than he is in a lot of ways <laughs> and supports that. But like, it's not her. It's not supporting her that defines him, you know? And that is how I wish we had more female supporting characters who are written that way in other media because that's how they should be written. Um, But yeah, and and that is exactly how Peggy is written and
0: it's why Peggy is one of the greatest Marvel
1: characters. Steve
0: Steve Trevor is more fleshed out than Peggy Carter is in the movie. Uh, Peggy gets fleshed out more by uh, her TV show. Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. uh, So yeah, but it's still, there's a, there's a correlation there. Um, And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I also think Chris Pine was really smart casting for this, uh, because he's, uh, he's charismatic, he's handsome, uh, he's likable, uh, and I believe people, he, he would be a good spy, right? That people on both sides would be taken in by him. Uh, so, uh, I, I thought that was a really good casting. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: With you completely. Um, I guess, so now we've talked about the, you know, all. Basically, the other Amazonians. We've talked about Steve Trevor. Uh, do we want to talk about Wonder Woman herself? <laughs>
0: Wonder Woman. Yes, we can talk about her.
1: <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on her? I love her. <laughs> Me too.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm uh, my criticisms of Gal Gadot's casting uh, as Wonder Woman is that I would like us to live in a universe where you could cast a buff woman in a buff woman's role uh but uh gal Gadot, uh that that is the most superficial uh criticism i can have against gal Gadot. <laughs>
1: yeah uh, in universe i can give a pass because she was formed out of clay or you know whatever she's a god and therefore right. like it's necessarily like Thor, bound right? by the same laws of physics right, right.
0: so so <laughs> let me tell you tom hiddleston's not super buff <laughs> Loki can still take you down, right? Like, he's a god. She's a god. It's completely reasonable. I I just wish we lived in a world where you could have more women who look like Sarah Connor in Terminator 2, right? Where there's, like, visible muscles on her arm. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, like, well, and to to its credit, several of the Amazonians do look like that.
0: Yes. Yes, they do. I, I was actually like uh, looking for Linda Hamilton in the Amazonian crowd and didn't see her. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, other than that, I, I thought she did a, a fantastic job. Uh, she, you know, in, in Batman versus Superman, which I know you haven't seen, but we only got this kind of um, mysterious Diana uh, and also possibly a little bit of a... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, bitter is not the right word, but uh, disillusioned. D- jaded. Uh, uh, you know, But in this one, we have the Diana who still thinks men are good and pure and they've been corrupted. And she plays at na- naivety and uh, innocence very well, while also not being completely innocent. Right? Like, she still knows things. Um, so, and she's still, like, I-, I-, I believe she's thousands of years old or whatever it is, right? Um, if she was the offspring of Zeus, she would be like thousands of years old. <laughs> so... Well, does she uh, need to
1: be in this context? Because the others, do the others live that long? Or in this, could this be really like her first coming adulthood and then she will become thousands of years old? Like, like was uh, she maybe born recently? I think I for her
0: to be born recently, that would mean Zeus is still alive. Yeah, and Zeus maybe and Ares so. recently fought. And that's not the implication I got. I got the implication that that happened during like Greco-Romano times. Uh, but does that mean
1: all the other Amazonians are that long lived?
0: Yes. I would say yes, and I mean, in the mythology front, they're like coming from the ocean, so the Amazonians are not human, they're not gods, but they're not they're not man uh in this movie, so uh I think they're all very old um uh, I, I mean that makes sense to me, yeah, I
1: just hadn't actually thought about it since seeing the movie
0: that that's yeah. the implication I got from the movie is that you know she's she's probably at least a thousand years old, if not three thousand <laughs> uh but she's still she acts a little bit naive and like a child because on her island she is a child right like compared to everybody else uh you know she was the baby (laughs) so uh but she is not stupid um i hate naive characters who make stupid decisions as if being naive and being stupid are the same thing because they're not uh and uh she doesn't make stupid decisions she just doesn't understand uh how England works, right? She has no reason to assume she wouldn't be let into the cabinet room. Right. Right. Like when he's like, stay here. And she like assumes he means like against the back wall. She's like, okay. Uh, And then everybody's like, there's a woman in the room. Uh, Cause she comes from a place where that's not even a thing. Um,
1: Yeah. They have senators and it's as far as I can understand, like, If they're modeling it after ancient Greece, then, you know, people would be able to hear the Senate. Yeah. I feel like. So it's not like a, it's not the same thing. Yeah.
0: So uh, I, I, I think Gal Gadot did an amazing job. I also think the movie did not sexualize her at all. Uh, There was no like lingering butt or boob shots there. Like all of her poses and things she did were things I could imagine uh, Captain America doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's like the, the, what did they call it? The Hawkeye initiative, right? With how women are drawn in comics, uh, and making it, pointing out how ludicrous it is by drawing Hawkeye in those same scenarios. And sometimes they try to do that in movies too. I, uh, I really like Star Trek Beyond. Um, but when I went to see it, there was one scene in particular where Uhura was standing in such a way that I was like, wow, (laughs) like they're trying to emphasize her boobs and her butt by having her stand in that way, you know? Uh, and, uh, in this, there was nothing like that. Uh, for all yeah. that her clavicles uh and upper body is showing, it wasn't in a like she she is a, a banff about to murder everyone, you know? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> murder's the wrong word, but
1: yeah. Kill. I mean she's <laughs> gonna win. She's gonna dominate the other side. Yes. Um so two comments on this. One, I absolutely agree, like, as someone who is definitely attracted to women, Gal Gadot is gorgeous. Like, she is incredibly beautiful. It comes across in this movie, but in the same way that it does to these characters, like when I meet a beautiful woman, I am not dumbfounded by her, like, in general. Like, that just doesn't happen, right? I'm not sitting there and just, like, look at, uh, like, giving her weird looks. I'm not, she doesn't need to dress, like, they don't need to dress in weird ways for you to tell someone is beautiful, right? Right. And the reactions in this movie are like, hey, we can just tell she's beautiful. Like, one of the key points, actually, is at the end of the clothing sequence, mm-hmm. when she's wearing, like, this... You know, she, she's dressed from head to toe, right? Yeah. Like, she is, she is covered. And then, uh, and um, what's his name? Uh, Steve. Steve yeah. uh, hands her glasses, and the the secretary makes the comments like, oh, yes, because now she's not, she, she's suddenly not the most beautiful woman you've ever met. It's like, yes, because someone doesn't have to be showing her skin to obviously be beautiful, right? And that's i like that they did it that way right and, 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 this, and there's a difference
0: uh, and this is the th- discussions we get into it's the difference between uh power fantasies and sex fantasies right like mm-hmm. uh people are always like uh because comic book characters are written like porn stars a lot of times with are drawn uh and people are like oh but that's just you know it, this is a fantasy idealized world and it's like no women in comics this should be power fantasies women who are strong and beautiful and are going to take down the world, just like how Chris Evans is strong and beautiful and going to take down the world. Right? Like, uh, and to do that, you don't have to have lingering, you know, I'm not saying Marvel doesn't sexualize their men cause they do, but <laughs> you don't have to have lingering butt shots to get across that. Chris Evans is sexy, right? You can yeah. put the man in, you know, sweatpants and people are going to be like he's the most attractive actor we've ever seen you know it's the same with gal gadot you could literally put her in a sweatsuit running around up there and she's still going to be attractive and beautiful but they allowed her to just be strong and to to do things the same way they'd have a man do things uh and and i just uh, like in how the camera looked at her and how she was posed like standing like a normal person who's being shot at instead of like. Uh, simpering or in a cat pose or something like that. So, I really appreciate that.
1: Um, So, just as a side note, uh, if you think that the comic book stuff, which I agree with you, is like not, it's just done really badly with the way that they represent women and stuff, you do not want to even start to look at some of the conversation around female representation in video games. It's so much worse. Like, it is gross. Um, And like, some of the arguments uh, again, like, whenever a developer comes out and modifies maybe like early on they had a shot that was like especially titillating and they like slightly modify the character model to have like a smaller or less uh, less absurd like breasts or butt or something like that the amount of just uproar that comes up with people suddenly not like with gamers being like oh why don't they just want to like they want to make all their characters ugly and not sexy it's not our like just give us what we want it is it is gross like really gross so stay away from that if for your own mental health. Um, but I will uh, <laughs> one of the uh, this did drop uh, actually one part that I didn't rub me the right way. Like it actually kind of bugged me a little bit. And it was an offhanded joke that people laughed at, but really landed wrong with me was uh, right before Wonder Woman goes to, you know, get her costume changing. She notices some like uh, some lingerie or what, something like that on a, on a rack is like, oh, is this what, you know, what you guys you like, what you use for armor in your, your world. And I'm like, uh, your armor isn't really that much better, right? Like, like Wonder Woman's armor is ridiculous. Like, it, it's well, not...
0: I, it, it's I, not I, I didn't like think it, that it, was a joke on Wonder Woman's part. I thought she was serious.
1: No, she was serious, but it's a joke in the movie, right? Like, everybody chuckles at that, like, ah, oh, it's no, that's just clothing that we use to, to do our thing, because the idea is that she thinks in terms of practicality and, and armor, but her armor is not practical. Like, her armor is very much a product of what do we want comic book women to wear when they're when they're fighting, I, right? I, I
0: guess what I'm saying is that's why she thought it was armor. <laughs> she wasn't saying it's not practical. Uh, and, you know, I've worn a corset. It is like armor. Like, I, I don't know. If you tried to stab me through a corset, y- you would have a hard time. Uh, and depending where you tried to hit, like, you would actually hit steel and uh, good luck. Um, so... I think Wonder Woman was completely serious and she wasn't saying it was ludicrous. I think she was. No,
1: no, she wasn't. She was serious. Right. I'm saying that it's ludicrous that she thinks her own armor is serious. Like, like I'm, I'm thinking more on the meta level because her armor is ridiculous. Like if if Wonder Woman were written today as someone who wants to take her seriously. Yeah. It she, would cover her shoulders.
0: She needs, right? she needs something to cover her thighs.
1: Yeah. Her thighs, her legs, like, like, like everything needs to be covered. So that, that's more what I'm talking about is like, it doesn't land with me. It's a joke in the meta sense for the movie, like, because, like, we're supposed to chuckle because she thinks, because of what her armor looks like, she thinks this stuff is, uh, you know, is armor and is asking about it, and it's like, oh, also she's naive and doesn't know the world, and that's kind of funny, and it's a lighthearted thing. Like, this is not a huge criticism, but I really wish that we had used the opportunity for Amazonians to be wearing real armor, you know, and... And that—that's kind of more what I'm—what I'm going for,
0: especially since the other Amazonians were surprised how fast Diana heals. Um, so if like all the—if they were all like invulnerable, I'd be like, okay, they can wear whatever they want, right? Right. Uh, but the fact that when she healed so quickly, and they were like, "Huh," because she's different, right? She's a god, and they're not, or whatever. I—I'm uh, just like, well, if like this is something you're worried about, why don't you guys wear real armor? And they're—they're they're practicing with real swords so why aren't they like fully covered
1: (laughs) exactly that's that's what i'm going for like superman does not need armor because
0: his skin is his armor right if anything it makes sense for superman to have a skimpier outfit because the sun is what he needs exactly (laughs) batman needs real armor yes like he
1: should be covered he is covered like every inch of his body because that's what he needs wonder woman should also be maybe with some allowances like uh you know in the shoulder areas and stuff for movement because like she can afford that that kind of thing that other people can't but like you know so you could have a thing where maybe the amazons like they wear more armor more covered and then she because of the fact that she's faster and so on and can move in ways and maybe heals a little better maybe she strips just a little bit of it off you know I but mean, like I, I can no, see
0: they're going for a greek flavor and the greeks did not and the romans did not quite have the same level of covering we would think is healthy and safe um but they definitely have longer coverings at the hips to yeah. uh, protect vital organs and legs. <laughs> so yeah,
1: and they yeah. and they wear like real helmets, and yeah. you know, and, and yeah, that, that's exactly. It.
0: I still think the Romans could have covered their arms a little bit better.
1: <laughs> Probably, although I suppose they, uh, the Romans were the ones who were very heavily shield based, right? Yes, like lots of. So maybe the idea is that like your arm should always be like under your shield, basically, and yeah. so. I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know enough about Roman combat to <laughs> to address that. But, but, but yeah, that, that was the thing. Again, it's a really small point, but it was just like that, that joke. And a, yeah, definitely not a joke that she made, but kind of a, a joke, a meta joke made like the script is joking at it like with itself. And I just didn't like it because I'm like, ah, uh, just to me, it called out the ridiculousness of her outfit um, in a way that I'm not. I don't know. I, I wish had been done better. But.
0: I think that's fair. I really liked, uh, since we were talking about this scene, uh, Etta, the the secretary. Yes. She's uh, so great. She was a lot of fun. Uh, I wish there was more of her in this movie and her and Wonder Woman getting to hang out. Uh, Where I come from, we call that slavery. <laughs> <laughs> I like this girl.
1: It's <laughs> so good. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, she was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I, I wish there had been more of her and especially like maybe a scene of her once... Um, I'm sorry, I don't know what his name is in the show. Lupin disappears. (laughs) Uh, The, you know, Remus Lupin, who is Ares, who presumably also has some other character name in this movie. Uh, But uh, since she was in his office kind of running their mission, uh, you would think, yes, I guess it was night when he disappeared, but that's night in Germany, uh, which isn't necessarily night in Britain. Uh, So I I feel like there should have been something of her like trying to get to him or something and he like disappears or, or something, some extra scene. So, yeah. Um, so I guess going from there, do we have other things we want to get
1: to before we talk about the bad guys? Uh,
0: yes. The commandos. I want to talk about the fight sequence. Cause this is one of the things that makes this movie better than Captain America, the first Avenger. One of the things I complain about in the first Avenger is that almost all of their fight sequences of the team working together is a montage. Yeah. Uh, so we don't actually really see like, a good commando battle with the whole team working together. Uh, And this gave us that we have not only them crossing no man's land, which yes, is initiated initiated by Diana, just like crossing it, but then they support her. Right. Uh, But then we also have them taking the town and just like seeing them work together, do their different things. uh, uh, How Steve puts things together of like, you know, doing the shield for Diana Uh, I I thought that was a really nice set of sequences that uh, like nice set of war sequences um, that they did really well um, that I wish we had more of in the first Avenger that we don't. So uh, yeah, montages are not always the answer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Like this was, they did such a good job of humanizing the commandos and letting us get to know them and their relationships. And it's, just really great. Cause it didn't take that much time really, but no. it was, it was just so well done. And it's
0: really only um, like two fight scenes, but you know, before they like go to the gala and stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. but it, but it was nice. Like, and that was all you really needed. Uh, and, uh, It it was just really well done. And so while we're talking about this fight sequence, the thing I did not appreciate was a Zack Snyderism that they use in this movie is uh, all of the pauses mid-action, like this is the Matrix or something. uh, I just feel it's unnecessary. And if anything, it diminishes what Diana's doing, because uh, when you pause a scene like that, it like pauses in your brain. Uh, and you're like, she's like in the air, why don't they just shoot her? and it kind of undermines the fact that she's moving so much faster than they are not not that she's a speedster, uh, but you know that she's just but she's very fast yeah and and so every time they did that, they were like undermining her. I felt like uh, and the few times they didn't slow down and they just let her do her thing, I felt it was more powerful than all these unnecessary three hundred style slowdowns uh so
1: i didn't think about that during the movie so i can't really say whether i agree with you or disagree because i haven't processed that like i mean you said that and i understand but i i would probably have to rewatch it to see if i agree with that um but it does bring up two criticisms like i guess the first two real criticisms i'm bringing up for this movie uh, i don't think the cg was very good um it to me it was very jarring in it and granted like they didn't do a lot with cg in uh man of steel Uh, but from what I've seen just from trailers and stuff, the CG in Batman vs Superman is not very good either. And I think it's part of it's the style that they go for with, like, how people move and stuff. But any time Wonder Woman was doing something wondery, uh, (laughs) wonderful, uh, I, like, it was very clear to me that she is not a part of her surroundings. Um, and then there were, it was very clear when it was switching from actress to CG model, like, when she would move very quickly and it wasn't slowed down, I was like, that is- not how a person physically moves, even if they were moving really quickly. Like, I, it just, it bugged me in ways that I think the Marvel movies do much better. Um, I
0: think part of so, that's the Zack Snyder stylized influence, too. Maybe uh, so. He, he over-stylizes things. Uh, you know, you saw this in Watchmen and 300 and stuff like that, uh, that sometimes it's just unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, the other uh, criticism, and this is,
1: it's not important from a character defining Like, from a character perspective, but it is in terms of the uh, creating the superhero, they did not give me a convincing ramp-up of Wonder Woman understanding her powers, because she went from basically not just being stronger and faster than other women, you know, other Amazons when fighting, to that scene in training when she, like, the big blast comes off of her uh, gauntlets... And then from there, the next, like, the only time she actually uses a superpower that she's aware of is when she makes the jump to the tower and she slips. And then suddenly she's, like, like by accident, crushes the, like, you know, the, the masonry and realizes she can do that with every hand. And then after that, she's just, like... A superpowered person, but there's not really a point where she recognizes all of her abilities like I, no, I
0: I disagree I don't think she is a super like so i I mean I agree she has superpowers <laughs> i I think yes, you have those two sequences at the beginning where she's like that's weird, uh things she doesn't think she should be able to do or know she should be able to do, and then I think she spends the rest of the movie behaving and being no better or stronger than she probably thinks any other Amazon is uh I don't think she uses any of her other superpowers till the end because she doesn't know she has them. Uh, No, She totally
1: uses them in that fight though. Like think about the, uh, the way she jumps
0: far and she picks up things. But once again, I think those are, those are, I I think this whole movie is about her realizing her godhood. Right. So those are like next step, like Captain America things, right? Just that you are the peak of human condition, right? Not that Captain America can lift a tank because I guess he might be able to. It's, questionable um but
1: in the comics in some versions of the comics he can it depends <laughs> on whether he can an mcu or not
0: uh he he lifts like a, a whole bunch of stuff in like that one music sequence in the first avenger but anyway um it i i think those things are things that come to her while she's fighting but you never you never see her do the gauntlet thing again because i don't think she knew how she did it uh until she's fighting Ares, and then all these things come out but even then she's not using her true set of powers against Aries, because she doesn't realize she has them until after he like unlocks her, or he doesn't, I guess Steve does, by dying, right? Uh, And then she steps up a whole nother level. Um, And so I I think it's just her not knowing what powers she has. And so the powers she does use are just the next step, I can run harder, jump farther, lift heavier than I thought I could. So
1: I agree with that. I just feel like they should have, in that fight, you know, in the, in the village, right? Like, they should have made some kind of note of her realizing she's doing stuff she didn't realize she could do during that. Because she is. Like, she's moving definitely faster than any other Amazon possibly could. Like, than people can. Yeah, but you're not right? going to
0: realize that during the fight. It's going to be after the fight where you look at yourself and you're like, what did I do?
1: I mean, I feel like this has been done a lot in other superhero stuff where people, like, they, they you know, they punch something and they're like, oh... Like, okay, and then they continue to do it through the fight. Like, there's just, like, a look on their face or
0: something. Yeah, I actually think that's kind of ridiculous because I don't think it would really happen that way. So every time that happens, I kind of, like, snicker, like, (laughs) because in a fight, your fight-or-flight adrenaline, you're not going to, like, punch a dude, kill them, pause, and be like, oh, wow, I'm super strong, and the bad guys let me pause for a moment. Now punch the next bad guy. Like, I always find that ridiculous.
1: A A more realistic take, then, in that context would be during or right after that fight for them to look at things and then and like to somebody some kind of comment or something about the fact that she threw a tank or yeah. blew up the top of the tower The like,
0: realistic way to have it happen would be after the fight she looks at the destruction or someone points it out and she's and like, she
1: looks at her hands or something yeah, and she's, and she's like, like wow yeah so so that that's really it like i don't think they need to do a lot of change but something at some point for her to acknowledge oh i'm stronger than i thought i was but like We get one inkling when she's climbing the tower and that's basically it. Like, other than that, there's never an acknowledgement of, like, even while her ability is going. And I'm completely with you. She does not need to have already mastered her powers. I'm fine with her only discovering kind of, sort of, the extent of it during the fight with Ares and stuff. I just wish that there was some recognition that, like, oh, I'm coming into abilities I didn't realize I had. Like, some recognition there. And I didn't really see it in a satisfactory way. But, again, it is not a thing that I think detracts from the movie. It's more of a, this is coming up while I'm trying to think of things to nitpick, right? Um, it, it it's not a thing that's important.
0: Yeah, and I thought it was fine, so, so I don't really agree.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you agree that it's not important, clearly. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh. I mean, so we've talked about the commandos and whatnot. So bad guys next. Sure. We, we Um. Germans. So, uh, are we are we going to talk about the Germans in general, or are we going to talk about like the two
0: Germans? Let's talk about the two Germans. <laughs> Okay, uh,
1: well, so I'll go ahead and say that I, I found all of the bad guy stuff to fall flat to me. Um, I, like, started to be interested, and then I lost interest by the end. Um, it just didn't, like, that's probably my single biggest criticism of the movie, is I was just not, I didn't find the bad guys compelling. Um, I, I found the institutional idea of, hey, there are people who do bad things... And they are just flawed and they're just flawed people, not a God like that's super compelling. But the specifics just by the end, I had I just didn't care.
0: I, I think that's completely fair. And I also I uh, think they also they did also didn't overdo it. We actually don't see the villains that often. Uh, they're only in a very few scenes, right? There's like Steve Trevor explaining himself to Diana scene. That's like the flashback to when he first meets them. Right. There's like the scene where he like kills all the other guys. There's like a handful of scenes. And I have the same complaint of the first Avenger actually is all the red skull scenes just are so boring. Yeah. (laughs) I fast forward through them. I'll rewatch the first Avenger and fast forward through every red skull scene. The difference is is I feel like they spend so much time with the red skull (laughs) that it drives me insane. Whereas in this one, I feel like they like had a lighter touch. They were just like, okay, we need bad guys. So let's we need we need a red herring. Right, what they that's needed. exactly it. And it was obvious from the start that there was no way Ludendorff was Ares because if he was, he wouldn't need that drug or whatever from the crazy lady who makes the drugs. Uh, uh, so what is it,
1: Dr. Poison, I think so, is her name. Something nickname. like
0: that. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, were they super compelling? No. Why don't they want peace? I don't know. <laughs> like, that, by that point in the war, the Germans were pretty beaten down. So, you know, why, why does this one general still think they can win if they do this thing? I don't know. I don't really care. And the answer could be he's kind of nuts and he's wrong. Right. But, you
1: know, like, but that doesn't change the fact that he could still kill thousands of people.
0: Right. So yeah. Uh, so, so, I agree. Um, I just think at least they didn't make us spend too much time with them.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think a more effective way to do it would have been to make him maybe even spend less time with him, but make him more ominous and abstract. So it, it makes it less obvious that he's a red herring, but and it kind of drives home the central principle that I think they did well, which is, hey, the point is it doesn't take Aries to make people do bad things. Right. Right? And and they could have done it even better by like, hey, he's this terrible guy, he's doing these things. We didn't need that potion making him strong or whatever, right? Like you could have just made him strong, you know, and that could have been the red herring. Well, I, I or, or guess something. the thing
0: is, yeah, without the potion, he would not have stood a chance against Diana, so she would not have been lulled into thinking he was Ares, right?
1: Right. But you could have just said, like, "Hey, Ares granted him this power because he asked," right? You know, yeah, but then he has or something. To believe
0: in Ares, and that would be weird yeah. for a German. There
1: was there was the also super weird conversation that was completely unnecessary uh, between him and Diana that I I think it was ham. Not I think it was a ham fisted way of making the red herring more prominent, which is like, Oh, you know, nothing of the Greek gods or something. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was ridiculous. I, that, that was not a good line. It was just didn't really serve a good point. I feel like. So, uh, yeah, not happy with that. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't, didn't care about them. Uh, I think the, yeah, I think they could have done it better by just making these two even less presented in the movie and more abstract and ominous, so that when we get to them and we realize, oh, turns out they're not Ares either. Like that's like okay, cool. That still drives home the point that they made well in the end. Um, now, like you said, though, and again, I'm just reiterating the point you already made because I agree. At least they didn't waste too much time with us, and it doesn't really detract from the the overall point, which is why like it would hurt the movie much more if they had made beating the Germans the goal rather than Diana's recognition that like people can do bad things, (laughs) like sort of the goal, like the lesson is the goal more than actually winning this war. Right. So, um, so kudos to them for making this error not be a movie
0: breaking point
1: um, because it is movie breaking in other movies.
0: Yeah. I I will say when they walked into the cabinet uh, originally, not the Germans, but, uh chris pine and uh diana i i was like i wonder if the british are gonna be one of them's gonna be aries because there's no reason why they couldn't be (laughs) yeah i thought so too uh i thought they were gonna go
1: with maybe there was rival factions in the british on the british side and it was gonna be some warmongering person on the british side who was it
0: but instead it's the guy who's talking peace and i just think that was even an even nicer touch
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely like i definitely think that was a good touch for sure yeah agree
0: So, uh, yeah. So Lupin is Ares, the guy who's been funding them and helping them. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's doing this all because he kind of wants Diana to see the horror and get uh, decide men are useless and stupid and should all die. Yeah. Um, So he shows up in Germany.
1: Yeah, he shows up because he can transport himself because he's a god. Yeah. Uh, And he tries to talk her into realizing, into saying like, oh, I'm not actually the god of war. I'm the god of truth and some other weird rationalization he tries to make. Uh, So I'm going to confess, I also didn't find him engaging. And I like the one part of the movie I remember the least is this fight and discussion. I like I basically don't remember it. Because it wasn't important to me.
0: Yeah, my husband didn't particularly like the final fight sequence either. I, I thought it was a little overdone, but it is kind of, you know, people consider it necessary in, yeah. you know, the superhero movies to have a huge, big fight sequence. Um, I, I thought it, the, the parts of it I was invested in was, of course, the stuff that was going on with the commandos and Steve while this is all happening, right? And then her discussions and her realization because of Steve dying, you know, that no, people can... You know, the most compelling part of this whole sequence was before Ares even shows up when her and Steve are fighting. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and he's like, well, maybe I'm the bad guy, you know, you, you know, like uh, where he points out that people are all good, all bad. But this is what they've got to do and they've got to save lives. And he doesn't like even if she did just kill Ares, he needs to go save these people's lives. And she's still kind of stunned because everything didn't just suddenly stop because she killed. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, quote-unquote aries but it was really the colonel uh and, yeah. and i thought that was the most compelling part and then of course having steve die um because you know every major war has to end with the death of a steve in a plane uh you know that that was good yeah i mean it, when it comes down to it like i think it's telling that the action
1: scenes to me were essentially the least uh the least interesting part are the biggest action scenes at the end or the least interesting part of this movie because of the fact that like the reason say the the action scenes with the Hellent or I sorry I wanted to say the and Commandos with the commandos <laughs> they're
0: not even called uh, commandos but I don't know what else right. to call them a strike team I, uh, I don't know
1: Yeah w- w- with their you know our team uh the reason that action scene is compelling is because there's character growth and or like there's character not character growth but character uh, it's telling it's teaching us about the characters in that scene right Whereas the fight scenes against uh Ludendorff and Ares aren't it's the parts immediately before and after that are. And so uh, I, I think it's telling because this is generally true for in the best superhero movies. The action scenes should be linking the best parts of the movie and often are, you know, and uh, and so you really need to do those other scenes well. And Wonder Woman does. So it gets lots of credit for that in my book.
0: Um, I actually think that's one of the things. Uh, sorry, and I keep going back to Captain America, but this movie uh, it has so much Captain America in it. <laughs> It it does. Uh, it does. But I think that's one thing Captain America, the Winter Soldier does really well is the fight sequences are so beautiful uh, that you just kind of like, like they're well choreographed. You know, it's like watching a ballet um, that they're, they're interesting. Whereas in this, they failed a little bit. And I think some of that's because, you know, they put they put Lupin in this like CGI suit. Right. Like, yeah, it, it makes it harder to have a fight sequence with a guy in a CGI suit. Uh, you know, how is he going to move well or eloquently? Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. The fight sequence was a little long. Um, and, uh, but as long as they tie together all the good parts. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that,
1: so you keep bringing up Captain America and it reminded me of something I forgot to talk about when we were talking about Wonder Woman herself. One thing I'm very thankful for and glad they did well in this. Um, so in various, of course, you know, Wonder Woman was created around, you know, like she was part of World War II and stuff. And she and Superman uh, both get linked to America a lot in historical comics. Mm-hmm. I am very, very, very glad that, they that like, she is not American in this. Like, that she's just not, you know? Uh, because she's not American as a character. Like, she should not sound American. She should not be loyal to America. She should not, like... Like, if anything, the closest Wonder Woman should be to America is American-allied, right? Right. Like... Like and I think that this is great. Like they made her a person. They even like uh, Steve asks, "How do you speak English so well?" It's like, "Oh, we speak, we speak many languages because that's what we do." You know, we we learn many languages so we can interact with anyone. That's awesome. Her accent is great. The fact that she is just like you know, this doesn't take place in America because Wonder Woman should not be grounded in America, which is a danger that I think a lot of people fall into uh, when they write you know comics for wonder woman because it's like look superman yes he grows up in the heartland right he is going to grow up with american cultural biases and thank you know some of that has changed over the course of the last especially two decades but uh but wonder woman shouldn't have that you know she should be coming with a different perspective if anything we should have issues with some of the things she says because we have different <laughs> moral upbringings than she does right, right? Uh, and I think that they have did a very good job. They didn't need to address all of the possible things, but they they did a good job of setting her origin in such a way where all this stuff can come up later and it feel completely natural to where she came from. Uh, so I am super thankful for that. Um, I, mean, I think one- they did that well.
0: Wonder Woman, if she correlates to any uh, Marvel hero, it's Thor, right? She is a goddess from another land. Thor also should have no loyalty to America other than that's the land his friends are from, right? You yeah. know, like she she is an alien. I mean, not an alien alien, not like Superman, but you know, she she didn't grow up even in the world. She has no context for what is Germany, what is England. Uh, all she think, all she is thinking is that the Germans are the ones under the influence of Ares. So I must stop Ares, which will free the Germans from this influence, and they can be the good men they're supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, which, which is you know. Part of why she doesn't she doesn't kill the evil woman in the end, who probably deserved to die, but uh, you know, and, and lets a lot the German soldiers, you know, uh, just they're they're just people at the end, right? Like they they don't all have to die because they're no different from uh you know Chris from Steve Trevor, right? They're, most of those guys were just fighting for their country. They weren't doing anything particularly evil. They were told put these bombs on a on a ship, you know, who knows if they even knew what was in those. Not that I'm saying just following orders is an excuse, but in World War 1, everybody was just doing what they thought was right for their nation.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, so you, what you're bringing up actually points out another thing that really stuck with me. Um that I didn't realize I really appreciated this movie until right now. So Anybody who listens to the podcast knows that I am going through the Wheel of Time books, and we are podcasting about it as I go. Uh, you and I also watch Supernatural, and coincidentally, both happen to be catching up at about the same, like the same position in the most recent season, which is now completed. But I've realized with both of those, and they're not the only ones, but other pieces of media that I've been going through, I've been getting really upset with. So. In the real world, I am very anti killing people like I generally do not think that is a good solution for things. I am upset at how many pieces of fiction I'm working through right now where the obvious answer is just to kill the bad guys or to to kill the like there are people who clearly should just die because that and that is the correct way to solve the problem. Because to me, that illustrates a fault in the writing. Like, or a, like, a, a problem there. And this movie doesn't make me feel that way about the Germans, you know? And I'm really thankful for that because, man, it's a relief to not just be like, ugh, it's another thing where you should just kill these people and be done with it, you know? Like, it doesn't have that situation. Like, um, because let's just say that Supernatural and Wheel of Time just keep beating me over the head with people who you should just kill these people and be done with it and stop trying to be over, overly moral about it because they're not giving you any any reason to respect them as people like you know but but this is much more realistic like it's like hey these are actual human beings who should be like who have real human issues and we are all complicated and and have many things going for us you know
0: to be fair i'm not sure the forsaken count as actual human beings anymore <laughs> so i don't want to get into the world real of time thing but they are not who i'm talking about okay okay I just wanted to be clear. They, they count more <laughs> like demons, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, yeah, no, I that was a nice thing about this movie. But that's also something you could only do in a World War One movie, right? Well, you could do
1: in lots of movies. You just, I it's mean, very difficult. You couldn't really do in a World War Two movie. Yes, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. You could also
0: do it in other type of war movies. Uh, is this a War of 1812 movie? Sure. Knock your socks off. Uh, the British aren't evil, <laughs> yeah. uh, despite what the movie *The Patriot* t- tried to tell us. The British did not lock people in churches and burn them to the ground during the Revolutionary War. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I I also though appreciate that Diana is not like morally conflicted when she has to kill people if it's what she has to do. Right? Like sometimes in DC movies, they build up these huge like moral dilemmas uh and it just seems overly weighty and then sometimes Mm -hmm. in marvel movies it just seems overly cavalier they just kill whoever yeah Uh, they're like flippant about it yeah whereas wonder woman's fighting a war right and she's not actively trying to kill people but if the bullet ricochets off her uh if someone shoots her and the bullet ricochets off of her and kills another bad guy who's shooting at her she's not going to waste tears on this you know?
1: And she's not going out of her way to not kill the people she's fighting. It's like, look, I'm in a war. I'm going to kill some people. Like it's gonna happen. Like, this guy's in front of me. I need to put my sword through him so I can get to the next person. Like right. that's just the way it is in in war. Like it's not a weird she's not Superman, right? Like right. Superman's the one who's supposed to be ridiculous in his opposition to killing people, and also thankfully has the ability to do so, right? <laughs> but that's not how she was raised, it's not how she thinks, and it's it's not realistic, but Superman shouldn't be realistic, right? So, um, but Wonder Woman is more realistic in that sense. And yeah, I agree. I appreciate that. Uh, but she's also not going to go out of her way to kill people who's like, okay, we're done here. Like, right. she's carry like, on. I killed
0: Ares. You Germans can go now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, like, you're not a threat to me or to others, as far as I can tell. Like, if she doesn't think they're an active threat, then she's not going to kill them, right?
0: Yeah. And I, I understand you know, it was like a moral thing not to kill the poison lady, but someone needed to arrest her or something. She she cannot be allowed to just uh, walk
1: free. Yeah, like in that war, in that era where you do have death penalties all over the place, she should be given the death penalty, right?
0: I, I mean, even after World War One, all the countries agreed to never use you know gases like that ever again. So she right. would be a war criminal <laughs> from their yeah, perspective.
1: Absolutely. So, although um, do you retro retroactively apply for, uh, law like that?
0: I. Uh, I don't know, but I, I feel
1: like in a court that wouldn't hold up. But uh, with that particular thing, like they could probably find her guilty of other law, uh, you know, breaking other laws that would find her a war criminal. But I don't think that you would apply the new law against gas to to her. Um, but anyways, um, there was uh, there was one other thing that you've brought up a couple times. You've drawn the parallel to, to Thor, and we brought up mythology. I just wanted to like, what did you think about? how DC has implemented Greek mythology in into this compared to Marvel's implementation of Norse mythology.
0: Well, they killed all the gods. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's uh one way to do it. Uh, yeah. um, is a way out of having to really do it. Right. 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 Which is not DC accurate in DC. The gods are running around. Right. Uh, very similar. My, at least my understanding, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's Marvel. It depends on the, it depends. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, in Marvel, the gods exist, and they're around, and they're... Uh, in the comics, they're they're gods. They're not aliens, right? In the movie, they've kind of played them off as aliens who happen to own our planet. Um, but uh, I thought it was interesting that they went with, no, they're gods. Like, uh, they can... They're god gods, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they're all dead, <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, yeah, they basically made it so they didn't have to explain it, yeah. right? Like,
1: they're like, maybe they are celestial beings of some kind, right? <laughs> like, maybe they are aliens of some kind, and that's how they're linked to us. But it doesn't really matter, because they're dead. Right. <laughs> like, so, um, so yeah. Like, we don't know if Earth is just one of many planets that they're, that they're, you know, they believe is their domain. We don't know if there are other equivalents to them elsewhere, and they just happen to be the ones who decided they owned Earth. Like, we don't know any of that. Um, and they're gone. So, it's basically a non-issue, we can just hand-wave the rest away. And, I mean, it was a convenient way to do it. I I don't mind at all. Like, the nerd in me wants to know exactly how it works in this universe, but at the same time, like, this, I feel like this is the right way to do this. If you're essentially, you know, like, sometimes you just don't need everything explained.
0: I just don't buy that they're all dead. Who, uh, I mean, do you think,
1: do you think they've been hiding? And just, like, cowardly? Or
0: what? Well, I think there are some who are just not fighters. Like, you know, is Pan really going to come out and fight you? uh, So, uh, you know, or even like they even mention, I think, Hestia. um, Maybe it wasn't her. Maybe it was someone else. And I'm just like, she's not really a fighter either. Uh, So uh, while I could see the fighters all dying against Ares, uh, I I feel like there are some Greek gods who that's just not what they do. Like that's it. That's abhorrent to their nature. And I think of gods as, especially in a Greek God sense, uh, they, they have choices, but uh, (laughs) they're, 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 they're stuck by their nature, right? They can't go against what they are, right? They're they're, not human. Right. They don't, they can't, humans can change
1: and uh, humans can change their nature given time and desire to do so. Right. Right. The gods can't, the gods are their nature.
0: Right. Right. So short of, you know, Aphrodite tried to seduce Ares so that, you know, she could then kill him. And so he killed her. She's not going to come at him with like a sword, you know, like it, that's just not her nature. So uh, and there's some gods who they're, they're They would have no recourse against Ares or reason to go against him. They would literally just not care. <laughs> well, so my question
1: then is, is this a universe where everything is actually tied to Greek mythology and we just don't know it and they don't know it? Or is this a universe where the time of the gods is over, right? So, for instance, you could make it so that in this universe, the Flash, like, you know, his speed force or whatever, like, Hermes is the god of the speed force or something, right? Right. Like, you could do that, or you could be like, no, no, they're just completely separate things. So, but why would so he I, leave I, the like,
0: planet if Ares was still there, you know? He's still their responsibility. Unless they're like, well, we created Diana, so we're done now, peace. Which is possible, you know? Uh, and they're like, Diana is your only way to stop this rogue God. And we're just leaving now. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm not sure it's important and it's, uh,
1: Oh, I don't think it's important at all, but I'm just curious and wanted to know your thoughts more than anything.
0: Yeah. You know, you know, I love Thor, but I feel like, uh, is more of the corollary to Asgard. Um, not in the level of power, but you just have this mythical, magical, fantastical place. And I love that. I, I love that kind of thing. Um, so
1: Yeah, it it does give the opening for, again, let's say there's a hypothetical DC universe where this movie was the first one, and then I could say, oh, I really, really love the Wayne Enterprise and Bruce Wayne links that they put at the beginning of the end, because it, you know, implies, like, hey, Bruce and, uh, and Diana know each other, and he doesn't know about her past, but he's curious, and that's a really cool way for them to connect later, and it's really cool that he found this photo for her, and stuff like that, like, that's cool, and it also opens the the world to them being super accepting of magic early, compared to how Mar- the MCU is having to insert it after the fact because they made the Norse mythology people not be using magic, but actually like technology and weird abilities, and then after the fact had to add magic in with um, with uh, Doctor Strange, right?
0: I mean, there's still magic in Asgard. Loki uses magic. Frigga uses magic. It's just they're not gods. They're still okay. magic, but. Yeah,
1: they're just like immoral aliens, I guess. But yeah. uh, but in in this, it's like, well, you do this, then it opens the door for all of the magic associated stuff that's involved with Batman and Superman and stuff like, you know, why not have uh, have Zatanna, for instance, or. Uh, or a Rachel Ghoul Ghul who is magical instead of what they've done in the DC universe, which is which, in the DC TV universe, which they sort of kind of added magic in later and then have ignored it since. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's a it's a weird thing. So, man, I, I just really, really wish this was the first movie in this film universe, because there's so much promise here. Kind of like there was so much promise with the trailers for Man of Steel that wasn't delivered on. <laughs> but this is a whole movie with that promise and uh, for a universe. You know, Uh, and uh, yeah, so you could do this really, really well. Anyways, Um, yeah. So um,
0: I don't know that I have that many other thoughts on this. Do you? Uh, No, I was really sad when Steve died. Um, Why do Steve's always have to die? That's what I want (laughs) to know. But uh, I really liked it. Uh, Like I said, I I think I tweeted this, but I like cried in this movie like three times. (laughs) What'd you cry at i uh, I cried when uh i I think it's pronounced antiop died her her aunt okay i I cried when uh Steve died, <laughs> and then I cried at the end just because I was so happy uh like rolling credits, and I was just like, oh my gosh, it was actually really good <laughs> uh so that that's what I cried at um so, I breathed a sigh
1: of relief when I realized the movie was good. <laughs> um, I pro- that was, probably took me, like, 15, 20 minutes when I was, like, really tense. And then I was like, oh, this is delivering. <sighs> and I just kind of, like, started to relax into my seat. Um, I didn't cry. I didn't, like, nothing struck me emotionally super, super hard in this, which is weird because I'm a big movie crier. Uh, but mostly I was just impressed and very happy with it. And I would love to see another movie starring her, so I, so uh, hopefully this is doing well enough to justify Wonder Woman too.
0: Yeah, I, I also want to say I'm really glad they didn't back away from how love defines Wonder Woman, her love and compassion, because I could see DC being like, well, oh, we want this movie to be super feminist, so of course it can't be about love, you know, especially with how... Uh, it, not not that i'm saying feminists don't love but you know it's that that producer sense you know of like uh implying that that women are defined by mother
1: motherly instinct or, or rather than by being people and then this individual character is a loving person right right
0: yeah uh and especially with the dc movies having been as um dark and gritty as they've been uh, i i'm glad they didn't walk away from back away from that they they just went full force like no, what drives Diana is her compassion, that she wants to save the world, and she wants to save everyone in it, right? And she wouldn't even let Steve Trevor stop her when he, when this woman's like, they're enslaving my village across the way. And she's like, fine, I'm going across no man's land. you know, all the other people are like, you're insane. Uh, and uh, in the end, it's her love for Steve, right, that causes her to reach a new height of godhood, I guess. Um but also uh lets her have the realizations she has uh and Wonder Woman should always be driven by her compassion. She's the kind of superhero who will stop and have ice cream with you uh and uh that that's just that's part of her character and and I'm glad they kept that, yeah,
1: um, yeah, I mean, I guess what they delivered on in this movie is they made her an iconic they represented the iconic hero well, right yes. uh this Wonder Woman is deserving of being an icon. Unlike the other heroes in the DC film universe so far, like from what I've seen of like snippets of the bat of Batman vs Superman of Batman of what I've of Superman in man of steel. I can't speak to like, you know, the flash or, uh, or, uh, what's his face? Um, Aquaman. They weren't in, but, uh, Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the
0: flash was momentarily super briefly. Yeah.
1: So I I can't speak to how they're going to be, but like, she is the first, and the only of the big three of these who deserves to be an icon. And I'm really glad they pulled it off. And if, to, as much as Superman is my favorite character, like period, my favorite fictional character from anything, if I had to pick which of the three for them to get right, if they could only get one, I would pick Wonder Woman. Because because of the terror, like, we don't live in a in a world where, where uh, society and ratings and the uh and the people who make decisions for funding movies are fair and and such so like batman and superman are going to get other movies regardless of whether or not they're represented well in these right regardless of whether they're good or bad right wonder woman needed to because of where we're at as a society wonder woman needed to be pulled off right in order for her to be able to get another shot and they did it and i'm and yeah like so if i had to pick one of them for that to to happen to it would be her and i'm glad they did it you know um, and I'm glad they gave it to somebody who clearly cared, right? Yeah. Like that is just because that makes a huge difference. So yeah, thankful for that. Um, I don't have anything else. You got anything else? I love Wonder Woman. Cool. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> why don't you uh, sign us out?
0: Awesome. You can, uh, if you want to hear more from us, you can follow this podcast at Triv Crucial. Uh, you can follow Michael at uh, Auhim. That's A-U-H-I-M. And you can follow me at Brown underscore Aja. That's A-J-A-H. Until next time, go see Wonder Woman if you made it this far and haven't yet seen it. Go see it. (laughs) Bye.